Well, and I feel like if anyone can handle Angry Beaver, it would be Mick Jagger. Hey there, listeners. It's me, your host, Paul Pallotta, and you are back listening to an episode of Can I Get a Suggestion? A podcast where me and a guest, every week we chat about a different suggestion that I get from the suggestion bowl. And we find different fun ways to have conversations, and we see where it takes us. So joining me today to see where the suggestion takes us is none other than actor. She's now a writer, a producer. Uh, I don't know if she's editing. She's a filmmaker <laughs> actress, Madeline Adam. Hello. <laughs> All right. Hey. How's it going? It's going good. Going good, you. Good, you know. I'm in here in my pajamas, so life is fine. That's the best thing about podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually met Madeline in acting. We've well, yeah, we have now met in person. We met at a coffee shop. There's a lot of people in the acting class since it's been over Zoom. I have yet to meet in person, but Madeline is one of the few. Yes, we got coffee and talked about a project that we still need to work on. So. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, we're working on it. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. we've been busy, which is a good thing. Yeah. So tell me about this film you just made, if you can. Sure. So, uh, well, it was a short film. I used to go to Playhouse West. And as you know, and I'm sure other people know, you and I know each other from Anthony Apeson. Highly recommend. Absolutely. Yes. But my first school was Playhouse West in Philadelphia. And uh, the teacher there, Tony Savant, he always does these film projects. So he had a 40-day film project. And I've it's been a long time since I made something. And so, and it felt like every time I tried to make something, something bad would happen. Like a member of a family of my family would die. So then I thought it was like just bad luck to try and make a film. And, and um, so this came about and, and I was wrestling, like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? Ultimately I was like, F this, I'm going to do it. So we, I wrote it in about three days and I cast it and I did all the pre-production and everything. It took about a week for that. And then we shot it all in one day and it was for the 40 day film project. We, the results should be in this week. So I don't know what'll happen with it. The result was, it was made. And really that's yeah. all that matters. You know, you exactly. know like of, of course you want the accolades, the awards, the, you know, the, like what, what's that word where recognition. it's like recognition, yeah. right? Yeah. To, to know that, you know, was this worth my time? I guess it was because you got it made. Yes. And I'm still deciding what I want to do. There's so many different uh, facets of this industry and, and I'm trying to find where I fit in still with everything. Acting, of course, is always going to be number one and it's, you know, what I'm working on the most, but sometimes when there's a lull and nobody's hired you and you haven't auditioned in a while, like I want to be able to make something of my own and, and also be, it's a really beautiful thing to be. I mean, obviously it's collaborative, but to be at the helm of everything of like, all right, I'm writing this 
and I'm editing this and um, editing the script. I didn't edit the film, but editing the script of it and, and then coming up with the shot list, which was a whole new animal for me this time around. And that was very difficult and having to look up, you know, different camera angles and what it could possibly mean cinematically and everything. And um, it was very important for me to, because we only had one day and I don't like to take up a lot of people's time. So it had to be on schedule and very um, meticulous in that way. And I learned a lot from Sidney Lumet's book, Making Movies. I don't know if you've ever read it, but he he got his start directing television. And because of that process, he became a very um, economical director. He came under budget. He would do things very quickly. And so it, at a rapid pace, and that's kind of where I was at. Like the minute I felt like I got something, I, I was like, we got it. Let's move on. And that was a really just fun experience to do. And um, I had never, I directed one project before, but I'm not even going to count it because it was so bad and the sound was terrible. So this was like the first time writing and directing and acting. And I gotta tell you, it's not fun wearing all of those hats at the same time, but I mean, fuck it. No one's going to hire you. Yeah. No one's hiring you. So do it all. Whatever. A couple of things. One, you know, you're talking about camera angles and stuff. How much in acting class are we working on those reaction shots to when you're like making a film or something like, you know, you're now going to look at like when you're breaking down scripts almost as a filmmaker to be like, oh, okay, that's what they're going to want a reaction shot here and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and something Anthony always said was save it for the close up, you know, and I like, I understood what that meant but I had never experienced it until this set because it was supposed to be a very emotional scene. And I literally in the first take, which was the wide shot, I let it all out. I was emotional. And then I like, and I tried very hard to keep going and and keep the fruit sprouting from the tree as Anthony always says. And, but that was an interesting challenge of, um, no, yeah, because eventually it does become a little stale, you know, for anybody. I'm Yeah, and so that was, look, I think any time that you are on set, any set at all, you learn something. And this is such um, a vast industry of, there's just a wealth of knowledge of things, that, like things that you don't even think of. Like when my first film ever, I never really thought of sound. But literally, if the sound is not good, nobody's going to want to watch your film. And that's the most important thing. So there's always just new challenges to sort of check off. And I would love to go to film school, but I don't like, I can't afford it. I'd much rather just make short films forever. Yeah. Right. And it's also one of those things like you're hoping in two years, you're going to look back at that film and you know, like you still be proud of it, but also be like, wow, that was a shitty job. Like, cause you get better and stuff the more you do. So you're always, I mean, I'm you know, already, I'm already there. I don't know if it's, it didn't take you two thing. years. Yeah, no, it took me two days. I was literally like, I don't know why it's so difficult to accept the things that you have made, I guess. So I'm right up there with you. Right. Okay. You hate everything. Okay, <laughs> yes. And, um, and not saying, I don't, I don't think I have a reason to hate it because it is good and people like it. And the people that are with me, they're proud to have been part of it. And that's what matters the most to me is the people that I brought on board are 
excited that it, it, it happened and we had a good day and all of that. And, um, but I just, I don't know. I hate watching my stuff. I can't do it. And I feel bad for everyone. I like want to pay people to like, I'm sorry, you had to watch this. Here's some money to ease the pain. I don't know. And it's weird because that's what we want, right? We want people to watch us. We want to. And then when they are doing it, it's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You got to do this. (laughs) Yeah. I, I would like, like, I feel like most Oscar speeches should be like, I'm so sorry (laughs) for taking up your time. But but by that point, you're like good with it, I guess. But all right. You ready to jump into the suggestion bowl? Yes, I'm ready. I'm hoping it's not like quantum physics or like uh, something worry. really intelligent. I, I put the suggestions in the bowl. There is <laughs> nothing too uh, academically advanced. Thank God. All I right. dropped out of college. <laughs> yeah. I'm a community college dropout. I get it. <laughs> Love it. All right. So I got my suggestions. We're going to draw one. All right. Here we go. And Madeline, if you would, could you read what the suggestion says? Bars. Bars. All right. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I start the podcast the same way every time. When you hear bars, where does your mind go? It takes me to my favorite bar in San Francisco called Butter. It's a white trash bar. So you can go in and you can get a 40 in a paper bag and um, eat like mac and cheese and tater tots and everything. And my best friend Jill chipped her tooth there one night. It was fun. Like we would go there all the time. So she fit even better in because she had the chipped tooth. Yes. (laughs) I shouldn't even be laughing about it, but it, yeah. (laughs) How did she chip it? So she was drinking her 40 and we're all dancing and it's nineties. Like I think, I think in sync tearing up my heart was on something like that. Yeah. And so we're all dancing and she's drinking her 40 and my friend is there and she's like throwing elbows and hit the 40 knocked her. And it was the front tooth. And she was like, Oh my God. my tooth!" And I'm looking and there's a tooth in her hand. And she's like, my fucking tooth, my fucking tooth. And just the whole time. And I'm cracking up and, um, she had to go to the dentist the next day, <laughs> but she, I mean, she kept partying with her one truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good, uh, like conversation starter. Like, you know, again, as long as you have like, you know, embrace it. It's like, okay, it happened. It's going to get fixed. No reason <laughs> to like cry over spilt milk. Let's just embrace it for the night. Yeah. I think she put the tooth in her pocket too. And she kept like pulling it out. <laughs> Showing it all. Hey, did you, y'all see my tooth? I chipped it. No, she was mortified, which of course made me laugh even harder. Oh, of course. So, our yeah. our friend's pain is, or you know, you're not a good friend if you're not laughing at your friend's pain, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I guess, um, yeah, I guess I'm a great friend. <laughs> Are you a big? You go out to like bars and stuff a lot. We're, you know, in New York, we, I guess, some of the best nightlife in the country. So I haven't, not late. I love uh, going out to like dinner and having drinks and I love like sitting at a bar and eating and everything, but I cannot do it the way that I used to do it. You know what I mean? Like we're getting older. (laughs) 
oh my god it's terrible it, like I have to plan a night out like a week and a, like okay like I'll go out and then I'll take these two days off after I go out just to recuperate from the three glasses of wine that I all have you know like it's not I cannot handle it anymore the and way that I used to be a party girl but not anymore so. yeah and that's paste wine that's like three glasses over like an eight hour span not just down in three glasses like I mean it depends on the day but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah basically you can always so. tell if that first sip goes down smooth you're like oh it's gonna be a long night <laughs> yes yeah um, but I have been to my, so my friend's dad owns KGB in Manhattan. I forget where it is in Manhattan, but I remember it being next to a pizza place, which like, hello, it's mm. New York, but right. um, that's every I, think corner. <laughs> I think it's like around bleak or somewhere, but um, that's a really fun bar. I like, if I'm going out, I like smaller bars, maybe with, I don't like fancy. I don't know. It depends. Like sometimes I'll do something fancy, but I usually like grungy. Like the dive. Have you been to, yeah. Have you been to Rudy's ever? No. Well, is that in the Hell's Kitchen? Yes. No. Maybe. That's my, my favorite bar in New York. Is that the one that gives away hot dogs? Yes. That's all it takes. Yeah. But they have, you can get the, uh, the Rudy special, which is a pint of beer and a shot of whiskey for five dollars and then you can get a hot dog I think for like two or three dollars I don't know how much it is dollar and it's just and they're bigger than they look and they're always packed and like they're just like chilled sometimes there's you know I walked in the other day and the Ramones were playing I'm like this is home this is my spot I hate so like the only time I really go to bars is uh I do improv shows on Fridays and so we'll go out afterwards other than that i I, I'm just not a big bar, especially if it's if it's crowded. Like if we go out to the bar afterwards and it's crowded, I'm pretty much leaving right away. Like I, because I, I really don't drink. Like you know, you know, I'll get like maybe a beer if that. But so it's like oh, I really do not want to just be in tight quarters around all these people having a yell. Yeah, the yelling and the like talking over people. I mean, I went to a bar. It was the last time we had a nor'easter and we all, we were all snowed in at, I work at a hotel. And so we were all spending the night at the hotel because none of the trains were running or they were delayed or whatever. So we all went out. Did you get to stay in the room or did they make you like sleep in the lobby? No, in a room. They gave us all a room and um, just to keep everyone safe and make sure that we get to our shift the next right. morning. <laughs> yeah, that's all they care about. Yeah, basically. We don't want no excuses. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But we went around the corner and there's this little dive bar there and they were just, and it was one of those places where you could put songs on the jukebox. So it's really whatever the, you know, people around you are playing. And it was guar and it was loud. And I'm sitting here like, I don't, I can't, ha like, and I used to love guar and I like, I was a mosh pit queen back in the day. Whoa. I have, yes, I was a little punk rocker. I'd be in there, I'm five foot two and I'd be in there you know, just like oh, oh. elbows, warp. Were you a warp tour gal? Yeah, for a couple summers, Oz I like gave a bloody nose. Oh uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> like I was like into that stuff, and I'm sitting here like I am too old for this. Like I cannot. I want to talk to these people and that I'm with, and there's just no. It wasn't happening, so I just kept drinking, and then I barely made it to my shift. But 
I did. If you if you didn't stay at the hotel that night, you probably wouldn't have. Yeah, and I even left early from my shift. I was like, "Can I please go?" Because I'm not feeling well. So then you just I left walked right like, up to room one twelve, laid in bed. <laughs> no, I bounced to back to Brooklyn to my apartment, and then the next day I found out that I had COVID. Oh, <laughs> it's not good. Do yeah. you think? I wonder. I don't know from if the bar, it. yeah. No, but I I hope I didn't give it to anybody that like got super sick because I didn't know. And I get tested regularly, so it was still scary. Oh god, yeah. And, but I'm like, that's why I'm like, maybe that's why I'm just you know I'm hungover a little bit, but mostly it's COVID. <laughs> so maybe you still got it in you, you know? Now maybe. that you're healthy, you just got to go out there get a few. Yeah. I would love, I love like, uh, live music, like live entertainment, you know? Yes. So I, I haven't been, I've been, t- I've been here five years. I don't know what I'm waiting on, like a live jazz or like a blues bar or something like I that. I would love that. Yeah. I think that's a pretty wonderful night out. Right. Like sometimes you just want a steak and a whiskey and some old blues playing, you know? Get a little Johnny Walker or something. Yeah, yeah. Some fat cigar. Ooh, yes. I do like cigars, but I, I have to do the, I was told the cigarillos are more ladylike. Uh, okay, this is 2022. Smoke you a fat stogie if you want to. <laughs> I think I will then. I don't know. Yeah. I just love, I love um kind of those old school vibes too, but just, I don't know, nothing fancy. People, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I wish I was in a different time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Prohibition yeah. time. When we had uh, the secret bars. Uh, what were they called? Yeah. Speakeasies and stuff. Yeah. That would have been fun. You had to go in with like a, like a keyword or something. There are parts of that that I, I like. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. People dressed up to like be seen. And um, instead of wearing these like. I don't know. I feel like as society, maybe we lost a little bit of something trying to impress people. Class. Class. Yeah. Yeah. We're becoming more and more like the people of butters as society go on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's like a, like a kitsch evening, you know, like I just want to go and experience it. I don't want to see it every day on the street, but you know, it's okay. Have you ever been like, a regular at a bar like you know every bars has its rate like even me i'm you know where i'm working at is restaurant slash bar where you see like the same people every day oh yeah yeah when i was in philly so i lived in philadelphia for five years and there was this bar called um jose pistolas and it's on broad and east Pasiunk right there and it used to be a place called paladino's and it was closed for a long time before jose pistolas moved in and they used to be an italian like mafia run place and the joke around town was if you walked in paladino's sometimes you wouldn't come out were there boots in there i don't remember like you know all those like mafia like italian places has like the booths because they say like those mafia people, they always sat where they could see who yeah. walked. That way they knew who came in at all times. 
So I never saw the inside original inside of it, but it was like boarded up for a while. And then Pistola's moved in and finally it was like, oh, cool. I can go in and see what this space looks like. And Pistola's, they had this, the best tor- chicken tortilla soup. And so I would, after acting class at Playhouse West, go in. And also this was the bar where I decided to be an actor. Whoa. We got to know this epiphany. Oh, so I was sitting in at the bar and it, cause it was right by my house so I could stumble home and it was after a hard day at work. And I was at the time working at a Jewish deli and I was working like 60, 65, 70 hours a week. And it was really hard work. And I was always greasy, like covered in pastrami pepper. And you smelled delicious though. Oh, I'm sure the dogs would follow me home. Absolutely. But, um, I, was sitting there and I was just like very unhappy and it's what am I doing here why did I move to Philadelphia which I knew why I moved to Philadelphia it was in hopes of getting back together with a guy Ah. yeah so it was stupid reasons to even be there hey you found a new love though exactly I found myself there too so that was a big deal but I'm sitting there that matters exactly yeah but I'm sitting there and I'm like what what am I doing with my life I did not move to Philly to become a, to work at a deli. Uh, what is my ambition and what have I always wanted to do? And I have, and I was sitting there, I was texting my friend Jill because I was so depressed. Jill with the chip tooth. She's my soul sister. This was pre or post? Post. She okay. has beautiful teeth now. Right. So, um, so I'm texting her and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm just so ha- unhappy. I think I want to take an acting class because... I've always wanted to do it. And when I was a kid, I would play with my dad's camcorder and try to make movies in our backyard. And, and we had this trunk full of old cameras and I would chase people around with like a super eight and, and, um, try to make movies. And, and she was like, you should just do it. Like what, what is stopping you? There's nothing stopping you. You are, I was at the time I was almost, I was 29, I think. And she was like, you're 29 years old. So this was last year. No, God, no. But bless you. Oh, so sweet. Um, and she's like, literally, she's like, you're, I was like, I'm scared that my family will judge me and all this stuff. And then that was a whole experience too of like, and I always joke, like coming out to my family as a thespian there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, they took it a lot better than I thought that they would. I just, um, I was very scared to do it. And she was like, you should do it. Yeah. But I remember I I had just eaten the soup and I had a, um, a beer next to me, a Pilsner. And I was looking, Googling acting classes in Philadelphia, saw Playhouse West. They looked reputable and there was only like three places to go in Philly. And two of them were cheesy looking. I didn't like the website. So I was like, eh, they suck. And, um, and I called him to audit the next day and it just like changed my life. So thank you, Jose Pistolas. Right. I without that bar, without out. See, alcohol does have good consequences sometimes. It does. Yeah. It can lead me. Or maybe it was the soup. It was a mixture of things. And, and the bartender there too, uh, he became a friend. What was weird, the bartender there, um, he always knew me and like we would talk and everything but we never knew each other's names or anything but he just knew me as a customer and um 
come to find out a couple years later, he was best friends with a kid that I went to Playhouse West with. So I think everything was fate and aligned and um, should have happened. So thank God it did. And when it happened too, you know, like what, but also I think when is a big part of it too. Yeah, absolutely. And the people that are around you too, like just, it matters. And I can't believe how scared I was to tell my family, but I guess like by the time I told them, I was already such a disappointment. (laughs) Have you ever bartended or anything like that? Like been on the other side? I was a bar back in Philly. You just ran drinks and food and stuff? Um. Not so much food. So I got hired as a food runner slash bar back. And then the first night I was there, I almost killed a woman. Although not really because she told us she had a peanut allergy, right? So I brought her a dish and it was the full size of what she ordered. And I put it in, there's peanuts all over it, crushed peanuts. All You cannot miss the peanuts. And as soon as I realized what I did, I looked and she had scarfed the whole thing down. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm, I, she's going to, I'm getting fired and I, and she's going to die. And I went back to the chef who was also the manager. And I was like, Gino, like, do you have an EpiPen? I think we're going to have a situation on our hands. And we, and he's like, what did you do? And I, and I was like, I fed it to her. I'm so sorry. He's like, that's not the table I, that I was supposed to go to. He yelled at me. And then, and then um, we were watching her to see if she would sort of explode. Puff she was having a great time. So I went over and I was like, I'm sorry, miss. Like, I gave you the wrong dish that had peanuts on it. Are you okay? And she was like, yes, I'm fine. Thank God I just don't like peanuts. And that's why. And I was like, okay. And she was so rude to me. And I'm like, woman, you saw the peanuts. You didn't have to sit there and eat it. Anyway, whatever. She's fine and alive. Right. I wouldn't have even brought it up. I'm like, oh, well, maybe she thought it was something else. Ooh, no, I had to go over there and. Um, and then she made it a very big deal about how I inconvenienced her when in actuality, she got a much bigger portion and we didn't charge her for it. We didn't charge her for the entire dinner. So you're welcome. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that was probably the scariest moment of my life. And then they were like, all right, that's it. You're only going to be a bar back. So (laughs) we're not trusting you no more, (laughs) no more running food for you. And so I, would do that and like learning how to tap kegs was interesting because they're big and heavy and I remember Gino too I had a crush on Gino at the time and when I just started and he it was funny because and he was my age and we kind of flirted and like something happened later on but it, it didn't stick but at the time because he was my boss nothing could happen but the day that I got the job he texted me how like PC is your podcast is it pretty PC we could talk about whatever Okay, so he texted me. He's like, hey, do you want a bear back tonight <laughs> instead of bar back? Completely different, two completely different things. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, I'm so sorry, bar back. Would you like to bar back? He knew what he was doing. That wasn't a typo. I know. That's not autocorrect. That's a, a little, we'll send a, a, a secret message. Just see how she reacts. Yeah, well. I got the job. (laughs) And um, so I said, yes. And, and so, but I, we had this like flirty kind of thing happening for a little bit and he made me so nervous. And he walked in on the, on me tapping my first keg into the walk-in 
And of course the beer just squirts me in the face. And he's like, I bet that never happens. <laughs> oh, so he, from day one, he was throwing yeah. it on. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, he was very professional and like, like would keep it at a distance. And then, um, and then, so I did that. And then I was trained, we would do these $5 old fashions. And so those I would make all the time. And um, I was basically being trained to be a bartender eventually. And I thank God because the bartender, one of the bartenders that was there would drink the whole time. And I would have to make the drinks for him because while he just like got drunk and schmoozed the clients. So you talking about like the uh, bartenders drinking like because you've got I've gone to bars where the bartenders will have shots with. And I'm like, you know, one, I guess they built up that immunity this guy I mean he was functioning until he wasn't you know and it was usually around like two or two when we were closing and he would just say things to me and like it would make no sense at all and I'm looking at him and he's fumbling and like doing it but he's counting all the money and I'm like how is this even possible it's routine at that point yes but I had his back and he tipped me really well so I will say that and he was fun and that's all that matters yeah exactly yeah. It was fun working at a bar. Have you ever worked at a bar? Uh, I mean, I guess close. Yeah, so two. Uh, one in Williamsburg. Well, now you do. And now I do. This is more, yeah. But the one uh, in Williamsburg, uh, basic, was more bar. Like, it had, like, I worked in the kitchen, and it was like, I actually, where I'm at now, they offered me to train as a bartender. That's cool. I should have said yes, but I said no for a couple of reasons. One, I don't know alcohol. I don't really drink. So I'm like, I, you know, as people are going to be asking me about drinks, you know, I, I would feel like a fraud, right? Because if I go to a bar, I expect my bar, which is probably unrealistic. But like in my mind, every bartender should know every drink ever made, you know. Uh, well, so I, yeah, that doesn't have. It's difficult to know every bar. Every no, exactly. Day. No, it, that's crazy on my thinking. Yeah, and one thing too about people is they generally keep things very simple at the bar. So, like vodka soda, like all that whiskey ginger. Um, very rarely do you find. I mean, of course, specialty cocktails are always fun, and it's usually just like one or two that you have to make for them in the beginning, and then they switch. And they can Google. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's once you understand the like two ounce and and uh like versus one ounce and everything like that, like everything is sort of interchangeable. Yeah, and we have like a set pretty much like our signature drinks that we are like the only liquor drinks we make. So it's like once you learn those, I, again, I probably should should have said yes. One, they make you make money, but you know, bartending. Like, even at this place, so we're, like, right across from Barclay Center. So, you know, if you work on a night when there's a Nets game or there's an event going on at Barclay, you make some money. You know? Wild. And then even, like, you know, in Manhattan, like, you know, you go to Hell's Kitchen area pretty much every Thursday through Saturday. You know, if you work just those three days a week, you're making bank. Hello, money. I've been thinking about getting back into it because I think it would be more beneficial, especially for an actor and like to accommodate classes and auditions and things like that. But 
we'll see what happens. I did tell my hotel, I was like, I'm with you until Broadway, baby. So, and I'm loyal. I know New York City does it. I imagine all cities would do it. Like uh, the secret shopper type thing where it's like uh, they'll come in, ask for a drink. And if you don't ask for their ID, they give you like at our job, they give you a red card. That would be like, hey, get, you know, almost like soccer, you know, and then you got to give it to your and it's pretty much like permanent or automatic termination for not asking for ID. Yeah. They were pretty heavy on that in Philly, having to ask, especially because it's a college town and there would be kids with fake IDs all over the place, just crawling around. So I'll be honest, though, when it comes to like fake IDs, which I had one at 20, you know, I think I drank more in 20 with that fake ID than I did ever, ever since I turned 21. Um, But I feel like I can't be held responsible for that, right? Because who am I? I'm not a cop to be able to. So it's like I look at the day, unless I guess if it's like a completely different picture. If you can really tell, I think it's like if you can tell it's fake, you wouldn't serve them. But if you can't tell it's fake, no. And at least you still asked. You know, I think it's illegal just to not ask. Because I'll be half the time I don't look at the pictures, you know, because it's like, you know, especially if it's, you know, like, I know now the New York, like, all licenses are different. So, like, most of the time I'm just, like, trying to find where the birthday is where I don't even look at the picture. So, who knows what I'll be. And then they'll be wearing their mask now. So, even that, I'm like, I'm not going to ask you to pull down your mask so I could, like, compare pictures. At the hotel, we you have to be 21 to check in. And I get so confused. and also. It's like my mind goes blank, like we lost two years, you know? So the other day somebody came in and they were born in 2000 and I was like, you're not 21. They're like, what do you mean? I'm 21. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. But when they're the um, vertical ones, I, and, but they're obviously still like 23 or whatever. I'm like, get your ID changed. Cause this is tripping me up. Uh, so it's funny you say that. My license still says my parents' house is my ad. I've been out of there for eight years. And it's still... Because everywhere I've moved, I know that it's temporary, right? Like, even here, I've been here three years. But every year, it's always like, oh, am I resigning the lease? Am I going to have to move? Like, I don't want to change it and then move six months later and then have to do... You know, that's just more money I don't want to spend. I understand. This is a different way of uh, asking about a bar. Have you ever been behind bars? Have you ever been arrested? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Kind of. Well, like mall jail. M- mall jail? Would you steal yeah. eclairs? Yeah. No way. Dead serious. Would you steal? Um, they were these little earrings that were electric guitars. I stole those. And I went on a little rampage that, that trip. Um, I This was when the 80s were kind of back. As the, it was literally, I think, the year 2000, maybe 2001. And um, I stole leg warmers. I stole a bunch of underwear from Wet Seal. Whoa, and they're, they're high dollar. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah so I did that and then the guy took me in to mall jail called my parents that was a whole thing had to go to court for it and everything mall court no like actual oh, court. I, thought I was hoping there was a like in the food court just they set up uh court. <laughs> that would be amazing um and I had to my mom was like wear something very conservative god damn it and I was like okay so I wore these this long jean sh- jacket and like a big sweater up to here and the judge was like, do you get good grades? And I lied and said yes. And um, basically, like, tried to be a little miss. Right. Like, this is a one-time thing. Uh, My friends talked me into it. Yeah, exactly. And then um, my, I got banned from that mall for a year. And then when the year was up, I went to, there's a big department store called Boston Store in Wisconsin, where I was at at the time. And um they hired me in the watch department. So I got hired a year later. <laughs> do you think if you would have, I have a couple questions. Uh, okay. Do you think if you would have went in before that year was up, they would have even realized it? Like, did you have like a anklet uh, monitor like that went off? No, it was mainly just guilt that like kept me out. But it what was funny is I kept seeing the, the guy that arrested me, the cop that arrested me walking around like, up and down the the mall so did you ever say anything no I never say anything but he would always look at me like he like he could he was like I think I know that girl kind of thing so checked his calendar all right a year's up yep yep that was the most that that ever that I've ever been in trouble um I have evaded the cops and stuff so thank god what uh what is like what is a mall jail like like a is it it's any- like a small little back office oh okay they just sit there it wasn't really right there's nothing yeah you didn't get three hots in a cot (laughs) no but it has like really fluorescent lights and like I remember it blinking and making a noise and I was and I felt like I had cinder block um walls but it was just an office basically so yeah it was bad my eye Ooh, that was bad what a time to be alive. Yeah. Don't steal, folks. I do want to give a shout out. Uh, to. I went there a few times. It's a bar in Charlotte called the Angry Beaver. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's like this old, it's in Plaza Midwood. It's like this old kind of rundown dive bar. I mean, it's tiny, but they would not. Sell. So Charlotte is a very big up and coming city. They would not sell. And so the city of, you have this tiny dive bar and then all around it, like literally like, I mean, maybe two feet in, beside it, two feet on the other side, and then two feet behind it are these huge skyscrapers. That sounds like heaven. Oh, I bet he's making, you know, probably the best thing he did was not sell because all this, but it's just so funny looking that this old rundown dive bar is like kind of right in the middle of all these new brand new skyscrapers. I love it. What's up, Angry Beaver? I can't wait to go there. Oh. So I think it is like, you know, usually bars and stuff is where most open mics are and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like good little dive bars and everything. Yeah. Where no one wants them, you know, people just want to go there for a drink. They don't want no one to be telling them jokes or anything. No, I love 
that when you stumble upon a show I think it's the best thing ever you know um like there's nothing better than like oh I thought we were just having a chill night oh my god it's a whole comedy show or whatever like one time Jill and I again my best friend Jill we were in San Francisco and we went into a a bar and it we were like the line is kind of long that's weird but we went in and then coming to find out it was a corporate event that we somehow snuck into and Cisco was performing. Yeah, it was really cool. Would he just do thong song over and over again? Apparently he has other songs. What? Who had, I had no clue. Yeah. Good for him. He saves that one for the last, the one that he everyone does. knows. <laughs> and he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was, it was fun. That's also funny. Just thinking of Cisco is like, doing corporate gigs now. I mean, I guess, you know, like you do what you can. Yeah, pretty much. So, but yeah, it was just a, we were like, what are we like, what's happening here? Okay. We just, and then you just go with it. But I love to like being in a bar and then all of a sudden it's an open mic night and you get to hear people sing or do their comedy or whatever, like whatever their art is, you get to experience it. And um, it's a really cool thing. I don't know. So here's a uh, a tough hidden question. Okay. Are you pro or anti open bars? Oh, I'm pro. Well, I figured you were, but you know, you never. Someone, there's people out there who could be anti open bars. No, I feel like, I mean, and the way that I was raised, it was the standard, like, especially at weddings have, and oh, like, yeah, no, everybody, but then it's like, but okay, but then we're not going to get mad when things happen and, um, you know, people misbehave, we're not going to hold it against them because we had the open bar, it's our fault, you know, like they have to take responsibility, but, um, yeah, no, I'm very pro open bar and it's just like a nice thing as long as you tip the bartender absolutely don't don't go to an open bar this is for all my listeners that which i like to think my listeners are better people than that but don't go to open bars and not tip the bartender you have to tip the bartender double especially you know i feel like now too because they really held us down during quarantine Doing all they could. It was nice when New York had, like, you could go to a bar and get a to-go drink and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring... I think those are coming back. It's like, um... Why wouldn't they, right? It's like... Yeah. You know, I guess I see the dangers of it, of, oh, we don't want people walking around, which you could do that anyway, right? I mean, how... You have that cup. You can't see what... For all I know, you're sipping on vodka right now, right? If only, brother. (laughs) It's water. How many bottles of wine is that? (laughs) (laughs) Not enough. You'll never know. (laughs) Yeah, so like, I mean, I guess the dangers, but again, anyway, businesses and especially like restaurants and bars, which is one of the hardest businesses to keep up. Yeah, and they had a rough two years, year and a half, so... And I've always, especially working in the service industry myself, and I feel like it is my opinion that just like, so in Israel, everybody has to serve two years in the Israeli army, right? right. It's Wonder mandatory. Woman had to. Right. That's a law, I think. And um, 
And so I feel like the same thing here in America, but in the service industry, because one, you're not going to be a dick customer later and you're going to learn that you need to tip and like, you'll have empathy and, and it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's an important thing to do. So everybody should work in the industry at least once in their life, just so you can see how it's like. So anything else uh, before we head out? Anything else you could think about that you'd maybe want to discuss about the bar aspect? The bar aspect. Rap music? <laughs> oh, the bar exam. Oh, yes. We could talk about, uh, they say it's tough. I've never done it. Uh, <laughs> My cousin failed it like two or three times. I think they say the majority, it's like one of those tests, the majority of people fail the first time you take it. Okay, one last bar thing, just very simple. What's your favorite candy bar? Oh, look at that. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, my two go-tos, Snickers or Butterfingers, I guess. Okay, interesting. You can tell a lot about a man from his candy bar preferences. Oh, what... Like, what was your thoughts on? Because I know Butterfinger's controversial. Because you know, it you get like you get the stuff in your like. My favorite part is like getting that hard gunk in the back of your gums. I, I can only handle the fun size of Butterfingers for that reason. But I would say you're a very classic man and um, pretty mainstream. Not mainstream, but like reliable. And also, because like a Snickers is always there when you need it. And like, it's, you know what you're going to get, you know what you're going to get. There's yeah, all of that. So then there's nothing wrong with that. You're steadfast and reliable and loyal and hungry. Why wait? Exactly. Hey, thank you. Uh, I do want to thank you so much for joining us today. I, think I had such a good time. I think this is real fun. It was fun. All right. Uh, if my, uh, I know you said you're not big on social media, uh, but it, is there one where maybe my uh, listeners yeah. would like to follow you? Sure. Everyone is welcome to the madness that is my Instagram and it's madlocks, M-A-D-L-O-C-K-S. And I'm taking requests for new names. I've been thinking of a new name. It's what I start. It's the first name I came up with. Okay. Years ago, uh, so. I'm trying to think of like a fun pun on Madeline. Me too. There's nothing. Everything has been taken. Madeline, more like Gladeline. That's really long. <laughs> <laughs> too many characters. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. What another fascinating conversation had on this podcast about bars. And, you know, they're a staple of America. Every city you go to has a bar. Why didn't we talk about that? Oh, well, maybe next time. Hey, I want to thank all my listeners so much for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, if you liked what you heard, then like us, subscribe to us, review the podcast, all that good stuff. You could follow the podcast on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. And if you like me, the host, I am also on Twitter and Instagram, at Simply Apollin. If you didn't like us, 
and you felt like there was something we didn't talk about that we left out or maybe even an opinion that you have a different opinion that you would like to get out there, let us know, comment it. You know, we we won't re-record it, we won't address it, but I just like to know that people care enough to let us know that we stunk. Well, thank you guys so much, and I will talk to you again next week on another episode of Can I Get a Suggestion? Can I, can I, can I get, can I, can I, can I get, can I get a suggestion?